This episode is sponsored by Kangaroo Jack Fitness, personal training that goes above and beyond to get the best results for you. Yeah, all right, one go each. So, Tim, you've had a go, and... Tim's had two goes. Yeah, all right, Tim. Oh, well, neither of them are right, so it makes no odds, does it? <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 Game Time Awards, uh, a show which celebrates the good and bad over the years footballing events. Um, I've got with me uh, Tom, Tim, uh, Danny and Ryan to follow soon. How are we doing, gents? Good, how are you? Very good, very good. Excited. How is our Christmases? Yeah, very relaxing. How was yours? Very good, very good. Uh, so we've got a, a host of awards to present tonight, uh, sort of covering the breadth of the footballing community from players to coaches, pundits to fans. And in sort of Oscars fashion, we'll start off with the least important and then we can build up to the good ones. <laughs> so we'll go, we'll go with the least important one first, uh, player of the year. <laughs> uh, so there's been some great, uh, there's been some great performances over the years. Um, now let me just pull up the list because I'm not prepared. <laughs> Player of the Year, so we've got five nominees put forward by each member of the Game Time podcast. Uh, starting off, we'll go with Harry Kane, Lionel Messi, Luka Modric, Mohamed Salah, and Raphael <laughs> Salah. <laughs> Gents, before we announce it, any, any arguments for or against any player? I mean, Lionel Messi, the GOAT. Pretty much finished 2018 with leading the stats in pretty much everything. Goals scored, most assists, most free kicks, most dribbles, whatnot. So, if if you haven't voted for him, you will clearly don't watch football. I mean, in all fairness, Messi, I think we all agree that Messi's the best player in the world. It's like, I think some of the nominations were based on uh, players that have done specifically well this year compared to how they were probably previously seen. I think we all know Messi's the best, but uh, in all fairness... <laughs> The other thing as Tom. well is, um, I mean, if he's the best player in the world, why did he finish fifth in the Ballon d'Or, mate? Because <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> I, 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 I suggested, well, the one argument I have for Kane is that um, I think he did a lot more this year for England in terms of how he's brought the team. To, I think he's one of the focal points in terms of how the team's come together a bit more. Um, I think people are a bit more proud to support England this year. And one of the reasons is Kane. But that's purely on a selfish aspect of supporting England. So, well, that's excellent stuff. So Kane got zero votes. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in last with Raphael Varane. <clears throat> Scumbags not voting for a defender. Anyway, uh, then we have second place with one vote. It's Leo Messi, which means with three votes storming it, it's your game time player of the year, Luka Modric. Oh. Woo. Woo. Congratulations. God Almighty! Ballon winner. I'm a sucker for the media machine. <laughs> what What do we think of of that? Are we all uh, Are we all happy with that as a pick? I think he's had a great year, hasn't he? I mean, World Cup, Champions League. But ignore the Ballon d'Or stuff. But I think he's you know deserved of recognition. 
He did lose the World Cup. Yeah, right? they just say World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what I mean. Uh, I'll be quite I don't honest. Know. I'm that uh, if I had voted for Messi, it would have been a draw, and then I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only top quality award for picking out. Well, anyway, uh, so congratulations <laughs> to Luka Modric. Um, unfortunately, he can't be here tonight to collect his award. Um, we'll post it to him. Yeah, we did reach out for him for comment, but uh, he, he wasn't available. And we've dropped his award off at his house. So he's going to be very confused about that and potentially quite worried. Um, <laughs> so let's move on next to another fairly unimportant one. It's goal of the season. Oh. Some cracking ones here, to be honest. One bit more left field but uh so we'll go with first it's andros townsend's scorcher against city well, clearly someone has forgotten about the rest of the year's football and just picked the most recent one yeah uh, that, i did do that as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah short-term memory loss over here uh and next we've got gareth bell's over the head kick uh for real madrid against liverpool in the final which uh techers very, very good goal. Um, next, we've got, uh, not everyone may have seen this, but Ian Morris's um, <laughs> a goal of some description against Cork. <laughs> um, it is, it, it's a brilliant goal of some description, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I implore you to go check it out. Um, Ryan, especially, was, uh, was raving about it. He was. <clears throat> Zero votes. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, Benjamin Pavard's goal. Uh, against Argentina in the World Cup. That beautiful goal that was replayed over and over again over the tournament. Um, gents, again, any anything to say about this? I mean, Gareth Bale's goal was not only stunning, but also pretty much single-handedly won a Champions League final. So if that doesn't win it, again, people, you haven't been watching football this year, but I'm in no way suggesting that you uh, taint your votes now. Sure. Tim or Tom? I agree. If we're, talking, <laughs> if we're talking about someone single-handedly giving them a Champions League final, I think it was, yeah, Carrius surely is the one who did that. But um, I just don't. I, just, I think the best champ- bicycle kick in that tournament was scored by someone else. I, 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 I don't. The goal was very good, but Ronaldo's I think against Juventus was better. Ooh, fair enough. I, I disagree with that. I think Bells was stunning. Big goal. The big goal. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll move on to the voting. Um, so, in, in last place, we have Benjamin Pavard's goal of the 2018 <laughs> World Cup. Um, a goal that stunned the world, but apparently not game time. Uh, next, we have, I, I lie, Ian Morris's goal did receive one vote, because Ryan is voting for his own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, refused to adhere to the clearly set out rules. <laughs> So he comes in a close third. Um, no, sorry, drawing with Andros Townsend for his goal against Manchester City. And storming away from it again is Gareth Bale with three. As a so I, I think we'd say maybe a deserving winner compared to those. Yeah, interesting that uh, Mohamed Salah's uh, push cash goal of the year wasn't involved. Because it was shit. <laughs> no, quite Charlie Austin. It's because it was a joke, mate. Was joke. <laughs> that accent was spot on, by the way. <laughs> I'll have to match it up. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> so, the award for worst punditry. Uh, we've got Jason Kundi. Kundi? Kundi? Kundi. Oh, we'll go with it. Um, 
for saying women should not be commentators as their voices are too high pitched. Uh, Paul Merson, uh, Tim Baxter with the next <laughs> nomination. Kante is the best midfielder in the world, and anyone that disagrees can fight me. Uh, Tim Baxter later changed his opinion to moderate. <laughs> <laughs> he is a both violent and wildly inconsistent man. I'm um, going to sue you. Oh. <laughs> so no libel there. Um, <laughs> we have Steve McManaman <clears throat> for being shit. <laughs> End of sentence. Um, and the final nominee is Jamie Carragher. Uh, and who did there, uh, Spitgate, we all, we all remember. Um, and I've got, I mean, quite disgustingly, considering there's a man who uh, spat at a child <laughs> and was openly um, abusive to women, let's say. Um, Tim, you've won! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'd just i like to thank uh, my parents uh, and Modric and Kante for both being really good. And, and Paul Merson. Oh, did Paul Merson and Tim draw? Oh, so, yeah. No, no, Paul Merson came second. Oh. Um, Suck it, Paul. Still above someone who's sexist and abused a child. <laughs> <laughs> Lofty heights, my friend. I finally um, got bragging rights over Jamie Carragher. Uh, you truly have. Okay, so <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> let's go to the breakthrough player of the season. Um, so we've got a, a great bunch of players here, but we'll start with a man who started the se- uh, started in January as a £150 million player. <laughs> <laughs> Man who had already won league titles in <laughs> contributions. <laughs> Next we have twenty-six-year-old Hyung Min Song, <laughs> eighty career goals. Um, and the rest of the list: uh, Alexander Arnold, Trent. A relative unknown going into the year, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe scored his first Champions League goal in 2017. Um, <laughs> Ruben cheek and Jaden Sancho. Um, <laughs> and if, if, if fucking Kylian Mbappe wins, it's a swear to <laughs> Wait, his Wait. name's not Alexander Arnold Trent. It's Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Song Hyun Min. Song Hyun Min was, was not as good last year as he is this year. That's 100% true. Tom, mate, you're out of all. Oh no, no, I was getting at the name. No, no, I agree. I agree, though. That's that's sure. I mean, Jane Sancho's had four good games. <laughs> yeah, but in those four good games, he's got like nine assists. Yeah. I mean, Son Hung Min, he beat North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a crazy man shouting on stage at the game time awards. <laughs> Please remove him and carry on. <laughs> Okay, well, um, coming in last, it's obviously lesser-known Alexander Arnold Trent. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't get any votes because uh, no one knew who that was. Yeah. Uh, joint last, uh, Hyun-min Song, for being ineligible for this award. <laughs> what was, half the, what was the eligibility? I don't understand. Did he have to be a child? <laughs> 
then coming up in joint second, uh, we've got Ruben Loftus Cheek. And because again, Ruben Loftus Cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's out of order, whoever did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Kelly Mbappe, because uh, Ryan votes for himself. <laughs> <laughs> did Ryan suggest Kelly Mbappe? Yeah, that is so. awful. <laughs> oh. £150 million. Um, and then there's the winner. We've got uh, Jaden Sancho with, uh, with three votes. Congratulations, Jaden. Um, again, couldn't be here to collect the award. but uh, well, I don't think you. anyone's going to be here to collect the award other than me. This is amazing. <laughs> You're the only one we didn't make a trophy for. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gonna send Carragher around to your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, next, next up on the list, uh, and this is one of the big ones for game time. We have the, what do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Smooth as you like. Uh, the dirtiest player. Uh, this is a fine list of individuals, um, and first on the list we've got Stephen Lischsteiner. Fair. Second. Douglas Costa. For, Very fair. For general... What was the game in question, Danny? Uh, he elbowed, headbutted and spat in a Sassuolo player's face and didn't get sent off for it. Sensational. Um, next <laughs> up. <laughs> Jeff. Jefferson Lerma. Uh, fourth on the list, we've got Fernandinho. I suppose general persistent fouling without managing to get booked. Uh, and lastly, we've got Sergio Ramos, who I just found out today has not been red carded this year. Because oh, <laughs> no, it's I, January. No, no, no. He has not been red carded yesterday. Went <laughs> <laughs> the whole of 2018 without being red carded? Yes, which is very impressive. I mean, to be fair, if he's not getting red carded for. Shoulder and hip tossing Mohamed Salah and breaking his oh. arm. He's probably not going to get for anything. So go on, put us out of our misery. Uh, so I've actually changed my answer. Oh, solid. Uh, so because that's um, fair at the last minute. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in last place, Stephen Lichsteiner. Oh, unlucky. In second, and joint first, and joint third. <laughs> and joint fourth, uh, we have Douglas Costa, Jefferson Lerma, Ramos, and Fernandinho. We've got the shittest award we've done <laughs> on the vote. So, as as the creator, come architect of this, um, I'm going to go with Fernandinho. What? <laughs> For being a subtly dirty player. Essentially, what. What listeners can take from this episode of uh, Game Time is that spitting in people's faces isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, what did I Jefferson just... Loma do? <laughs> At least Douglas Costa was honest about spitting. I mean, there was no getting away from him. Who, who put Jefferson Loma on that? I know he's an absolute brick shithouse, but he does, have like, he does have like nine yellow cards already this season. Uh, and he's only been in England since right. September. Since none of you voted for him, it's Ryan, and Lerma's on the list because Ryan voted for Lerma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hasn't been around for a while. He's been busy moving house. It doesn't give him an excuse to not follow the rules. <laughs> he plays by his own rules now. <laughs> well out of order. Right, moving on from that, uh, we'll go to the fans of the year. Um, this was for fan contributions, whether it be good or bad. 
and and bless your heart, most of them are for positive fan contributions. <laughs> most. Um, Tom, you're a bit of a uh, glutton for uh, others' punishment, but we'll move on. Um, so the first set of fans are the Japan and Senegal fans. And I'll be honest, I didn't hear about the Senegal fans, but uh, this is for cleaning up after the World Cup match. So an honourable honourable way to get nominated. Um, what else to say about that? Uh, secondly, uh, Scott Cunliffe. Scott Cunliffe, the Burnley fan who made the news earlier in the year because he was going to walk to every away game in the 2018-19 season uh, for charity. Lovely. Uh, next up, Neil Rowe. Uh, so, who, Neil Rowe made the headlines during the World Cup for his uh, Gareth Southgate dress-up, if you remember that. Uh, and then we've got... I mean, Tom just gave up when he was messaging me his uh, nominations. It's just Arsenal fan crying. <laughs> and we've now found out there is, in fact, Arsenal fan crying in the wake of their FA Cup, no, uh, sorry, League Cup final loss to City. Um, and the last is myself and Danny, uh, avid Maidenhead United fans who finally went to a game after 24 years of living in this town. <laughs> uh, true commitment from a couple of avid football fans. And I've tallied up the votes, and Scott Cunliffe, the Burnley fan, got every single vote. A first for Game Time Awards. Hey, we a actually, clean sweep. We all agreed on something. Even Ryan broke, broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> the voting system where it can't be unanimous. <laughs> it's like a real FIFA vote, isn't it? Excellent. So yes, Scott can live the Burnley fan and walk to every away game. Unfortunately, Scott couldn't be here tonight. Um, he's off. Um, he's off walking. So. <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> right, moving on to the next award, um, and it's the quote of the year. Um, some great quotes have come out from football, and these are just a the pick of them. Um, first up, we've got Stevie Bruce. Um, this in the wake of um, a, a disgusting event, and the fact that we've highlighted this is, is a bit wrong, to be honest. But uh, after a fan threw a cabbage at him, following <laughs> Aston Villa's thrill home draw to Preston, it sums up society we're in at the moment. There's no respect for anyone. <laughs> Wise words from Brucey. Um, wow. I also loved how you called that a disgusting act, and not two people spitting on people. <laughs> It's hey. a cabbage, it's much worse. Um, next up, um, a, a quote, not necessarily a quote for the gravitas of the words, but quotes, a quote that I've wanted to hear for a very long time. England have won a penalty shootout, which was just a brilliant moment, and it was great to hear Mark Poontang say it. Um, <laughs> next up, you've got a, a fantastic quote from Neil Warnock, which did the rounds, didn't it? It was... Uh, He's not endangering the life of the player, so I can't see why it's a red card. Uh, that on, on Joe Brawl's red card against Tottenham. Uh, he's not endangering the life of the player, so I can't see why it's a red card. And next up, uh, we got the sole man with his appointment as Macclesfield town manager. And to be honest, there was a whole host of interviews. You could have picked out any number of one of these, but... Uh, couple that to pick out is I'm one of the greatest minds in football and you have one of the greatest players ever managing your club um, 
Strong words, strong words. He's doing quite well though in the moment, isn't he? Just as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got the results in. Now let me just. Uh... So in second place, we've got Steve Bruce with one vote. Oh, cabbage man. Cabbage, not enough to get you the winning spot, I'm afraid. And next, we've got three votes. Three, three votes. Um, <laughs> three. The big soul man, Wait. which means Wait. I've lost one vote. Did Ryan vote for himself? Ah, he voted for <laughs> Sol Campbell. Yeah, because that was one of his picks as well. Excellent. So that's four, four votes for Sol Campbell. Congratulations, Sol. Oh, uh, well done, Sol. Yeah. Great ever winner of the Game Time Award, I'm sure he'd say. Oh, and a proud moment for him in his managerial career. Indeedy. Right. What have we got left? Well, to the funniest moment, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, we've got uh, your very own Alan Tarleton for spending five minutes on a podcast talking about Sterling's Mr. Bona penalty against Leicester, but meaning Penenka. <laughs> then correcting myself again by saying Rabona several more times, giving up and telling Danny to fix it in the edit. <laughs> Tim, you're out, you're out of order for this. <laughs> Next up, we've got Michi Bakshuai, who celebrated a goal, well, Belgium scoring against England by kicking the ball into the post, into his own face. Lovely stuff. Quick. <laughs> Uh, and next up, we've got Sanchez Watt. Now, this is this is brilliant. Uh, sent off with a second yellow card for applying Watt to the referee's request for his surname after being booked. That is Sanchez Watt. W-A-T-T. <laughs> oh, Sensational. Beautiful. And finally, we've got Milad Mohamedi with a forward flip throw against Spain. We all remember this in the World Cup. Attempt. A- attempt. <laughs> Very strongly that um, it wasn't attempted. Yeah. Uh, forward flip throw that absolutely did not go off at all. <laughs> Clearly, he had never attempted it. No, before. it was an absolute fart. <laughs> so I have counted the votes; they have been independently verified, and we've right. got Sanchez Watts with three votes. Congratulations, Sanchez! Well done, Sanchez. Um, former Arsenal player. Former Arsenal player. I did not know that. So this is clearly the highlight of his career. Absolutely. Fortunately, Sanchez couldn't be here tonight <laughs> to collect some money to give his card. Do we have any other votes? Uh, that Tom, that Tom, would Tom. have been our final vote, I believe. <laughs> that was it. Any last words from the uh, the curator and host of the Game Time Oscar Awards before we go for a break? Not Oscar Awards, Game Time Awards. Can't say Oscar. Well, thank you very much for participating. Uh, not you, Ryan. You ruined it. Oh, I've got nothing to say, Ryan. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it and enjoyed the year of football. It was indeed a very good year of football. Right, before we hop on over to the ad break and have a little quiz curated by Ryan this time, he'll be joining us. It's time for our team of the millennium. Tim? We've got the centre mids this week. Uh, so if you haven't been following, team of millennium is uh, basically our choices who've been the best players since 2000. Uh, 4-4-2 formation. The current team is Gianluigi Buffon, Paolo Maldini, Sergio Ramos, uh, at right back Danny Alves and at left back Philip Lahm. It is time for the centre mid position. Two to pick from. Tom, who have you gone for? Uh, I had a lot of time to prepare this one so I've been thinking quite hard uh, and I've decided to go for two players that you can't really separate and that's I've gone for Xavi and Anders Iniesta. 
Um, I think probably the two centre points of the most dominant team of the last 18 years in that Barcelona midfield. And they've um, obviously had long careers, been successful together, uh, but also done it for Spain with the, the two Euros and the World Cup as well. Very solid shout. Uh, Danny, who are your picks? Uh, this is the only time that I've gone for some Italian bias bar Buffon. I've gone for Andrea Pirlo for reinventing the deep-lying pay- playmaker in the, the 2000s. And then Zinedine Zidane. Well, I'll tell you what, I've gone for the same picks as you. So mine are Pirlo and Zidane as well. Alan, who have you gone for? Well, unlike Tom, I have had very little time <laughs> to prepare for this. A matter of a minute, you know. But in that minute, I've deliberated and uh, I'm continue to, yeah, continuing to deliberate now as I uh, put off my decision. I'm going to go with Sedan and I'm going to go with Scott. Oh. Okay, so, uh, I mean, first of all, are we all happy with Zidane going in? That's three picks out of four. Um, this huge figure uh, in world football, World Cup winner. Uh, we will ignore the red card. Um, French captain... Any any qualms with that? Reti- yeah, retired in two thousand and six. Tom probably has. Yeah, it's a it's a valid yeah, point. That that would be. I I'm just gonna go with he had such an impact, like as a midfield player, like he was so so good. Even though he played in the two thousands for what six years, that he's done enough to justify not being in the next twelve. True, I think I, I don't know how many years is the cut off here. Yeah, because that is six years is still a long time to be in that generation, and and we've yeah I, I think six years is significant, and it was a pretty good six years. And let's not forget Zidane didn't retire on like a down point of his career. He retired like in his <laughs> yeah, prime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting yeah. sent off. Well, <laughs> at the center point of a Real Madrid yes. and France team. Very true. So we'll put Zidane in one of the positions now. For the other spot, we've got a lot to choose from. So of course, Danny and I have gone Pirlo. Uh, Alan's gone for Paul Scholes and Tom's gone for well Chavi and Iniesta so I think first off do we go who do we think is going to get into that one spot Chavi or Iniesta which one of those two is maybe better than the other uh, you know what there's, they're so there's a reason why Tom put them together and a reason why they they dominated that Barcelona team because they had such I don't want to say differing qualities but Xavi was more the deep-lying playmaker, Pirlo-esque, whereas Iniesta ran with the ball and, and probed a little further up the field. So so essential to each other. Though. Yeah, and, and it's difficult. You can't really see whose impact was more on that Barcelona team. Maybe you go towards Iniesta because Xavi left. So um, if, if we can't differentiate his own ability, who do you think would maybe play better with Zidane in the midfield? We'll incorporate Scold into this as well. Uh, if Sedan's a sort of player that, you know, he can control the ball, take players out of the game, run past people, do we think that uh, either like a, a playmaker like Paul Scholes, Pirlo or Xavi's better, whether, as opposed to an Iniesta who, again, tries to dribble more? Um, do we think like Pirlo and Xavi might be more suited? I think for the balance of the team, I think it would be better to have a Xavi or a Scholes in there. But look, I, I'm going to give you some quotes about, in relation to Paul Scholes, from, from these players in question, actually. Zidane, Paul Scholes is the best player of his generation. Xavi, Paul Scholes, I, if there's one player I could pick out who I'd love to play with, it's Paul Scholes. Guardiola, he is the most complete midfielder of his generation. Now, I mixed and made up those quotes just now, but that tells you everything you need to know about it, Paul Scholes. A... Some of those are true, but from other players. 
held in outrageously no, it, good. It's a really by. It's okay. No, no, no. no it's a really it's valid just... point. I think when you're held, you know, at such a steam with these sort of footballing characters, I think it does mean a lot. But I think a lot of people would argue that Paul Scholes wasn't even the best midfielder in sort of the Premier League with like Gerard and Lampard uh, playing as well. And there's always that ongoing debate. So I think whether I think if you go to La Liga, I think you're always going to pick either Javi or Iniesta uh, in sort of the long term and then Zidane there as well. I don't know. I think there's maybe more controversy with Paul Scholes. Um, with the other, it's probably fair to say as well, Ryan, who will be joining us shortly, uh, a man who just loves breaking rules, also uh, weighed in on this in a four-three-three formation, despite the fact that we told him it was a four-four-two with two. Uh, he he's thrown a Zidane. He's got there, so we'll, we won't dispute that. But he's gone for Claude Makélélé and/or Kaka. Kaka is at the end of the day a Ballon d'Or winner with AC Milan. What, what do we I mean, he that? had that phenomenal season where he went and just on a rampage scored a ton of goals and was unstoppable. And then, yeah, winning the Ballon d'Or at the end of it. But I think maybe the question with Kakarot is, was he consistent enough? I mean, when he moved to Madrid, his career went you know severely downhill uh, and then did carry on playing in Brazil for a long time, but not at the highest level ever. Um, whether it was, I think if you look at, yeah, Xavi or Iniesta, uh, their careers went on for an incredibly long time, as with Pirlo as well. So Yeah, I mean, if you take it as an average... Kaká did drop off quite significantly. Yeah, and however good he was before, he did he did have some uh, barren years in football. We we don't know anything else. Unlike Pele, who said about skulls, "I wish." <laughs> true quote. True quote. Um, right, seeing as we're just beating around the bush here, uh, oh. what what are we going with is. Uh, Andrea Pirlo doesn't seem to have gotten a look in, so we'll we'll toss him aside. It's basically between Chavi and Skulls. I would, I, I mean, personally, I would go with Chavi. I don't know what you guys think, Danny. Oh, Alan. I will be belligerent, but I don't think at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, yeah, Chavi. Just. Um, I think the fact that Scott, like uh, you said, Tim Skulls wasn't even even regarded as the best centre midfielder at the time when we had Gerard Lampard in the England team. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Paul Scholes as well. I think he's, in, in terms of technical ability, I think he's probably one of the best English players we've had ever, but I think Xavi has won more in his career and probably is a better representative. Although I would actually pick Iniesta above Xavi, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we will have uh, an episode when we've completed the team to uh, make any adjustments we need to do, but for, for now... We'll put Xavi and Zidane in the team of the millennium. That is a midfield that is not going to lose the ball. Uh, it's sort of wingers or slash left mid, right mid uh, next week. So get your thinking caps on because that's going to be really interesting. You've got the big debate as well as where to put the uh, the current players at the top now as well. Or if you're rule breaker Ryan, he'll uh, put them right <laughs> left wing back in his 5-3-2 marauding... <laughs> <laughs> right, that concludes the team of the millennium. After the break, we will have quiz time to end this New Year's special of game time with host Ryan to join us with all of his rule breaking ways. See you in a bit. So, you're a podcast listener. That's awesome. 
Did you know that you can enjoy an even better listening experience with the new Pocket Casts app? With powerful search and discovery tools, they've made it easier than ever before to find your next favourite podcast. It was even recognised by Wired Magazine as the podcast app every iPhone user needs. Pocket Casts is a beautifully designed and easy to use app that offers amazing features like play without subscribing and advanced episode search. It helps you quickly discover and enjoy your favourite podcast with more than half a million shows to choose from. Change can be hard, but sometimes it's worth it. Download Pocket Casts today from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store or on the web at pocketcasts.com. Listen to game time. If you're an MMA fan, be sure to check out the new Switchkick podcast. We preview upcoming events, discuss the big UFC and Bellator news, and John from Philadelphia drops in to give us a few betting tips. To listen, search for Switchkick MMA on SoundCloud or Switchkick in the Apple Store. Okay, welcome back from the break, and Ryan has got a quiz for us. Ryan, what's in store? Uh, we've got 12 questions here, one for every month of 2018, and hopefully you'll remember um, what happened in the last uh, 12 months or so of football in well, news and sort of like scores and stuff and everything like that. So, shall we get started, gents? Go for it. Bye. Okay, so the rules are that obviously if you know the answer, you're going to have to shout your name out at some point. Obviously, this is going to be my discretion on who gets it first. So, make sure you shout it loud and make sure hopefully it doesn't delay itself over the uh, <laughs> over the radio. But we'll, we'll see how we go. Okay, so number one then, January. Um how much did Liverpool pay Southampton for Virgil van Dijk? Stop! <laughs> 75 million. Yes, correct. Well done, Alan. I'm, I'm going to... Was, gonna... That was very sexually aggressive as well. <laughs> I'm going to already be a stickler for the rule here. I'm talking... There is no member of this podcast called Stop. Very true. <laughs> very true. I'll give it to him. That's fine. So that, oh, yeah, so okay, you can it. you can have that, but yeah, try try to remember your own name. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> okay, um, February then. So that was January, obviously January transfer window. Um, February then. What was the score in the Carabao Cup final between Arsenal and Man City? Alan two one. Nope. Tim. Go on then. Three one. Nope. Danny. Go on, Danny. 2-0. No. Tom, do you want to have a guess? Hmm. I think it's 3-0 Man City. It was 3-0 Man City. Yes. Famous, for obviously, for the, the Arsenal fan crying in the stand afterwards, which is hilarious. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. So, that's one to, one to Alan, one to Tom. So, moving on to March then. Obviously, um, this was the month where Zlatan Ibrahimovic made his debut for LA Galaxy in the MLS. And I'd like to know... How many goals did he score Tom. on his day? Go on, Tom. Three. Swing and a miss. Danny. On, Danny. Two. Oh, no, two. Danny. Oh. Danny. Two. Yeah, it was two. Yes, well done, Danny. I remember, Alan, you've got to, you've got to wait otherwise you give the answers out. <laughs> even, though you're, even though you're about six inches away from him. <laughs> that, was the most te- that was the most teacher voice you've ever used. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on to April then. This is, again, the difficulty curve, as I explained earlier. It gets a little bit silly now. So which team defeated Shrewsbury Town to win the famous Checker Trade Trophy? Oh. I will give you a clue. 
that it would it was only going to be teams from League One or League Two because none of the under twenty one teams that entered got to the final. Danny, go on, Danny. Cheltenham. It wasn't Cheltenham. No, good guess. Tim. Was like... Yeah, go on, Tim. Coventry. No, they won it the year before, unfortunately. Ah. Alan Tom. and Tom, it's within your. I was going to say it's within your uh, things to have a guess. Tom. Yeah, go on. I can't remember whether Coventry beat them the year before as well. Is it Lincoln? It is Lincoln, mate. Yeah, sure oh, nice. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So Tom's got two then, and you've got Alan and Danny on one. Tim's still to get off the mark, but I reckon he's in next. Um, the next question, because it's about the Australian A-League. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, this uh, this goal in particular sort of went viral in May. Uh, sorry, it went viral at the end of April, but it's, it got um, the team in question to the A-League Grand Final. Got a man called Riley McGree. Um, real name, by the way. He's very Australian. Um, hang on, Danny. I haven't, I haven't done the question yet. He's going for it. Hold He's horses. gone for it. So he scored a scorpion kick goal to send his team to the A-League Grand Final. But what was the team? Also, Danny. Go on, Danny. Is it Newcastle Jets? It was the Newcastle Jets, yes, well done. <laughs> Excellent. I bloody love the A-League. Yeah, I thought you did. I thought well, that's going to be a niche one, but I reckon someone would know that. Because like I said, it was, that goal was like, everywhere. So, I, in my opinion, it should have won the Puskas Award, but obviously oh, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool fans got to vote, didn't they? <laughs> okay, so June then. Obviously, small matter of the World Cup in June. Um I want to know which team were an unluckily knocked out of the World Cup group stages due to their fair play record. Stem. Alan. Oh, no. You've got to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give that. I'm going to. You've had your chance first time. I'm going to give that to. I'm going to give that to Tim. Was it Nigeria? It was not ah, Nigeria. No. Alan, go on. Go on, Alan. Alan Senegal. It was Senegal, yes. Unlucky. Right continent, Tim. You're on the on the um, <laughs> on the right wavelength, but unfortunately didn't manage to get it. So that's two each now, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Come on, Tim. You've got a lot of making up. <laughs> okay. So in the month of July. Mr. Joseph Barton took charge of his first Tom. game at which club? Go on, Tom. Is it Fleetwood Town? It is Fleetwood Town, yes. That's so right. Tom goes into the lead. <laughs> so, 3 2 2 0 at the minute, going into August. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a deal out of it, Tim, I promise. <laughs> okay, so August. Which striker scored the first Premier League hat trick of the season against Huddersfield Town? Tim. Go on, Tim. Lukaku. It was not Lukaku, no. Good guess, though. Like I say, he's got a few goals this week and uh, this year. Alan. Murray. Go on, Alan. Glenn Murray. Murray. No, unfortunately not. So, Danny, would you, have you got a guess? It's not It's not um, Lukaku or Murray. So, Alan, you're out as well. You've had a go, haven't you? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he said Glenn Murray. Hee <laughs> <laughs> hee. Tom, so, uh, go on, Tom. Aguero. Yes, it was Aguero. Yes. Six-one oh. win for uh, Man City against Huddersfield. Don't, don't remember that game at all. It was Edison. fairly dead. I remember watching it in a pub. It was the deadest game ever because like City went like five 0 up in the first half, and it was like okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, 
Tom's now on to four. So it's September then. What was the score when West Ham met Macclesfield Town in the League Cup? Danny. Go on, Danny. 7-1. Tom. No. Tom. 8-1. No. <laughs> if you say stop again, I'm taking a point <laughs> off. <laughs> Alan, 7-0. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, so, Tim's the only one left in. 6-1. I'm afraid not. It was 8-0. Ah, damn it. Danny threw me with a fucking one, damn it. I know, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got in your head there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... That one's unfortunately goes missing. I thought Alan, you'd be a shoo-in to get that. Listen, Never mate, mind. When we win like that so often, <laughs> yeah, I suppose <laughs> <laughs> they've become good ever since. I've not been on one of these for ages, and they've, West Ham have done all right. They're now going to lose to Brighton because I've said that. But... <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so <laughs> into, Octo- into October, <clears throat> Dean Smith. Left which championship club to manage his boyhood club Tom. of Aston Villa? Danny. Go on, Tom. Brentford. Was Brentford, yes. <laughs> so, unfortunately, well, for, unfortunately for everyone else, but fortunately for Tom, it's now got to the point where no one can beat him. <laughs> so, we're going to have to just do the last two questions and no, we'll like there's something riding on it. <laughs> Come on, Tim. So, yeah, let's get Tim off the mark. So. <laughs> Into November, England beat Croatia 2-1 at Wembley to get to the first ever Nations League finals. Who were they playing in the semis? Netherlands. Tom. Yeah, Alan, Alan, yeah, that is, that is correct. It is the Netherlands. Thank you for not saying Holland as well, because it is the Netherlands. So, uh, good man. Excellent. So, Alan's now into second place as well. So, Danny, you can get joint second if you get this last one. <laughs> so, last question then. Ada Hegerberg was the first woman to receive the Ballon d'Or in a December ceremony. But who does, she, who does she play for? Oh. Danny. Fuck, I nearly said Alan. Go on, go on Danny. <laughs> uh, Olympic Lyonnais. Very good, yes. Lyon's women's team. Excellent. So, final scores then. We have Tom out on five. Then we have Danny and Alan on three each. And then there's a little bit of a gap. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, then you have no questions answered with one. Represent! (laughs) And then you have Tim bringing up the rear on naught. But well done, done, boys. Thank you for playing. Like I said, the difficulty, difficulty on that was a bit skewed some some would say but I will send you some sort of prize Tom in the post I don't know what it is yet it'll be something football related oh can't wait 50% <laughs> off to be a mascot at Bournemouth <laughs> I'm not made of money <laughs> oh well that was uh, that was entertaining to say the least and um, informative and, in, and educational, and we learn more than we could ever hope to know, and Alan still doesn't know his own name. Yeah. So after that quiz, that's going to about wrap up this special New Year's edition of the Game Time Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for being on it. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Hope you all have a wonderful 2019. Thanks to the listeners for keeping us 
at least not talking to ourselves for podcasts. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Premier League things. But until then, see you later. Remember to bet responsibly as well. <laughs>